Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is going down right here. Welcome to the Thursday edition of FST. Mike Lou and Dave Martinez on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good to have you with us. On a football Thursday, my Steelers are playing tonight, Dane. Fired up. Sure are. I think I have about an 11% chance of staying up for this game. <laughs> Little ones got me again last night. Just the way it goes sometimes. A little 445 wake up is not going to lead to a late night football watching. So I think usually the way I try to tackle that is I watch the first half do my best not to check my phone in the middle of the night when I'm obviously going to be awoken by the little right. ones and then try to like just get up and watch it uh watch the second half in the morning i'll even watch maybe like the condensed second half in the, the morning. condensed game yeah, yeah that's good so stuff gets me out in and out of there in like 15 minutes and i could see how the steelers hopefully will have won so uh thanks for joining us this morning appreciate it thanks for listening on the fantasy sports radio network app free to download free to listen and tune in radio and iheart radio and anywhere else that you can find us so uh, i do appreciate it and let's get right to it, Dane. We had a big kicker pick yep. up in our league. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on that. Well, you sent me a text <laughs> that said $19, yeah. question mark. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll up the bid, I guess. You think somebody's going to steal? You up the bid. I, meant, I thought we could have got them for cheaper. <laughs> well, then say that. Why would you say that? It was very confusing. I saw it at like Well, midnight. you could have responded. You didn't respond to me. You could have been like, what do you mean? Well, it was late at that point. I didn't know that you were still up. You have an early morning radio show. I'm the psycho this that's like true. staying up until uh, all hours of the night. So all you had to say I'm is. I'm trying to follow night. this Georgia governor's race until I, you know, so I'm staying up late. Is that still going? They're still counting it? Um, yes, they actually are. Yeah, there's a number of, there's something like three races that are still undecided yeah. that they're still counting. I stayed up late. That's a different network, though. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's a different network, to watch though. it the other night. Yeah, we're not going to get political. <laughs> I'm just saying I watched the politics uh, on Fair. Tuesday night until all hours of the night. Again, I'm you. You the upped it to fifty nine bucks. I'm only seeing it now. Yeah. you went up to fifty nine. I thought you. I you. thought you were assuming we were going to lose Mason Crosby in this huge <laughs> waiver. Yeah, pickup. but if we lose Mason Crosby, we pick up just any other kicker. Right. It's a one week thing. It was a all right. Whatever. It was, right. a, it was a Le'Veon Bell esque cryptic right. electronic. Well, it wasn't upside down. Though. The it guy wasn't can't spare down. farewell. He says he's leaving Miami. Now he's playing hoops right. in Pittsburgh. No right. idea whether he's showing up. I don't know why he wouldn't show up. Why would he go to Pittsburgh and then not show up? And not play. Yeah, just, it's I a mean, lovely city. Is... Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, you're in Miami. What are you doing in Pittsburgh right. if you're not going to show up? You're just hanging out? Just playing hoops? I was impressed the by the upside-down text, though. 
I really was oh, the upside down tweet. It. I was like late at night. I was really I like, it. how do you do that though? I don't know. Is there like a feature on Twitter? Like I was like, wait, how is this possible? I didn't know it was possible. And then somehow yesterday, right before I saw the Le'Veon Bell thing, I saw somebody else do that with the upside oh, down really? tweets. So I'm done. I'm not going to try and figure it out. I don't want to get obsessed okay. with weird tweets like that. Uh, the only <laughs> okay. thing I will say on the Le'Veon Bell saga, it's not the only thing I'll say because we're talking about the Steelers today, but uh, there have been a lot of erroneous reports, including from myself, because I had read from other outlets that that he had to report for a year of service. But it turns right, out right. Apparently, it turns out that all of the outlets were misreporting, including me and including this network. On some level, he has he has the necessary four and a half years of service just to become a full free agent. There's no like, there's no he's not slotted into some. So he can in fact sit out all year. Yeah. Yep. And then just go. And I mean, and he's already a millionaire, right? So he doesn't get his fourteen million dollars this year, but he's getting you know his whatever his endorsement deals are and stuff like that. And he's making this deal. Because he still thinks, if he saves this year of wear and tear, that it's still a long-term cost-effective move from him because someone is going to back up the Brinks truck come March. And, like, let's say – I do not agree with that strategy. I do not agree. What's that? I don't agree with that strategy. I I don't think he's going to get the $14.5 million back in the manner that he thinks he's going to. Do you know what I mean? He can say, like, somebody might end up giving him Let's just call it. 30, Working round numbers, sure. Thirty, sure, guaranteed. Over sure. three years. Okay. He still will have sacrificed fourteen and a half, and it's conceivable that he could have made the fourteen and a half this year plus another twenty. Just again, round numbers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would. What I did is I put those guarantees at. 35 so he's in just our rudimentary walkthrough right there mm-hmm. cost himself five million dollars maybe he thinks it's worth but it the flip maybe side he thinks it extends his career he's right. not beat up this year and he gives himself the absolute opportunity to earn that whereas obviously mm-hmm. there's an injury that's what i'm gonna say this year so right he's taken the absolute guarantee chance this is a man you know this as a Steelers fan I know it as a dynasty league Lev Bell owner this is a man who has had season ending injuries before you know and if March hit and he was rehabbing from a torn ACL he ain't getting no guarantee he ain't getting 30 million guaranteed that's right no chance. You know, I think his current he in in this summer he was like, you know what, my current health and my current you know game film is all I need to break the bank. So screw it all, you know. And he's got one chance to hit this open market, one contract. You know, he's going for it now, and he wanted to make sure that he gets that one lucrative contract. It's an interesting strategy, but I. Oh boy. Hello. 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 Yeah, I think I can still hear you. So uh, we can keep talking. Oh, okay. So, uh, Great. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. So yeah, I just, we. I just uh, think he's going to make that bet. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, as far as transactions are concerned, uh, last night I was going to transition over to waiver wires. We have a lot of kickers, obviously, being moved around because we've talked at length about the bye weeks coming up this week. <laughs> um, Josh Adams, Jeff Hoyerman, Maurice Harris, Adam Humphreys. 
Theo mm-hmm. Riddick. These are some of the names that are popping back in. Theo Riddick is a guy that is pretty interesting to me. I picked him up in one league, not the league that we, we're competing in, but I picked him up in one league simply because we don't know exactly what it's going to look like with him back on the field and Golden Tate not on it with him. Uh, there's been an assumption that there'll be an uptick, obviously, for Kenny Galladay and and potentially right. uh, uh, Marvin Jones, but Theo Riddick without Golden Tate is an interesting option to me. Yeah, he definitely is. When we were doing waivers, you know, on uh, Tuesday – we came up with uh, Theo Riddick and another more pass catching backs. Don't forget Duke Johnson is having, you know, with this new kind of with the new brain trust there offensively. It seems like getting Duke Johnson involved was another thing, uh, you know, that we saw. And another pass catching back to look at is Elijah McGuire that we've been talking about. You like snap counts, blew it. Uh, Elijah McGuire out snapped Isaiah Crowell yeah, for the Jets last week. So yeah, I think that could be interesting Crowell as well. Thing. I, I just don't. Yep. I mean, they can't, they can't get on the ball efficiently. And he's become one of those guys, and Scott Engel said it on our Sunday show, he's become one of those guys where, like, yeah, it's all well and good that he's been productive, but you have no idea when to play him. I didn't right. play him during that Denver game when he broke the Jets' all-time yards, yeah. record. I, just, I didn't play him. Why would I have? Uh, leading up to that, there was no sense that he was going to see the ball that many times and let alone be that efficient. So uh, I'll go to your – point i'll go to that snap count specifically for the jets and we can uh-huh. bounce around to some other ones in, during the second segment but uh as that jets one is coming sure. up um so here it is now i think i yeah, think elijah it means McGuire elijah had McGuire. 36 snaps isaiah Crowell had 23 and trenton cannon had seven that's on offense trenton cannon had to play special teams so he had additional ones but 36 23 and seven so it's a big difference I, and that wasn't yeah that wasn't a game where Darnold had to be throwing the ball all over the place in order to stay right. in it's it. Right, it's like 6-3 most game. of the time. Yeah, you could just be running <laughs> yeah. it all day at that point. Stop throwing interceptions and we could... We could and the Miami front. Times. And the Miami front had been giving it up. Lamar Miller, carry on Johnson. Right. You know, like, I had I had Isaiah Crowell in my, in my DFS lineup for this. You know, I thought it was a great matchup. There was no Bilal Powell. Then I heard that the field conditions were bad and stuff. I was like, oh, this is going to be all day running. Uh, and it just didn't come to fruition. He defecated the mattress for me. Yeah. So the Duke Johnson thing you bring up, I, I'm so salty at myself for not having used him in DFS because I actually thought it was a really good Duke Johnson game. And uh, really? I didn't listen to my own advice uh, as far as DFS was concerned. As, uh, on the Detroit side of things, this is Riddick's first game back, so we're not going to see what the snap count looks like. I can only tell you that carry on Johnson. Uh, got 30 sna- 39 snaps to LeGarrette Blunt's 11. So we'll see uh, how Riddick fills in there. And also, you know, does he does he line up as a running back? Couldn't you see Theo Riddick uh, being their slot receiver at times? Yes, absolutely. That's what I think will happen. I think we're going to see – I think we're going to see Theo Riddick and Carryon Johnson on the field at the same time. Carryon Johnson in the backfield and Theo Riddick kind of like – I think we're going to see Theo Riddick in motion a lot. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so another topic I wanted to address. We talked about the Washington offensive line the other day. They lost three starters for the year, 60% of the starters. So my question to you is uh, Maurice Harris was very popular on waiver wires this week. How, who do you think the touches are going to go to here? Do you think it spells doom for Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. because of the three lost offensive linemen? Yeah, so I had this conversation with Scott uh, last hour. Uh, he has Adrian Peterson as running back 17 this week, and I have him lower. 
you know, I do think these offensive linemen going out for Washington does kind of put a damper on the renaissance of Adrian Peterson. The other thing is I've been targeting this matchup for the Washington pass offense for weeks, blew it against Tampa. Okay. Um, and so the question really is, who is it? Like, does Jamison Crowder come back? This week, do we believe in Maurice Harris? You know, that's what I want to know. I'm in my big time long term dynasty league, blew it. I'm eight and one, highest points in the league, but I own DeAndre Hopkins and Stefan Diggs, who are both on by, right? So I need a piece of this Washington pass offense. I was on the waiver wire, I was picking guys up. Right now, I own Crowder and Harris, and I don't know which one to play. If Crowder's in, I'm going to go with him. But if not, I'm going to ride with Maurice Harris. But yes, I do think Alex Smith and the passing offense are going to do it against Tampa. I am worried about Adrian Peterson behind a uh, eviscerated offensive line that lost, I think, three starters for the yeah, year. Three in all in one shot. And it seems like all of them will be out for the year. A couple of guys requiring surgery. So um, yeah. next piece of news, obviously, is the Des Bryant signing. I didn't expect this. I didn't. I didn't think it would be New Orleans, but I, 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 I'm not blown away that he's on a team. Uh, it happened a little later than I might have anticipated. I'm a little surprised that it's New Orleans, but New Orleans. But I, I guess I shouldn't be. They lost depth receivers like Ted Ginn and Tommy Lee Lewis uh, at points during the year, and they've been basically down to Michael Smith, Trey, uh, Michael Thomas, excuse me, Traquan Smith, a third round rookie who's produced well, and Cam Meredith who. Has not. Hasn't really. And we, at times, have questioned whether or not he's all the way back from his injury. It's There's an expectation that it should take him a little bit longer. He had a very significant leg injury. Austin Carr also there as well. So uh, they have a guy that uh, could be a red zone threat. Obviously, we can talk about his shortcomings, but the important part now to, dis- to discover about Des Bryant is how valuable he will be moving forward do you think he's the type of guy that you would be willing to add do you think there's value there where do you think it settles in um i think it's possible you know i think it's possible but i'm I, not this week you know i'm on kind of on a wait and see approach with des i'm not going to be that guy that's going to run to the waiver wire or run to the free agent list to pick him up i want to see over the next week or two how he fits i don't even think he's going to be active or play much this week he just signed he's got to learn the playbook this team is getting on a flight to cincinnati you know like in the next 36 hours so i don't know if this week it happens but i do think his role will ultimately be you know, kind of what they wanted out of a tight end, right? Um, he is still tough at the point of the catch. We know Dez is not getting separation anymore, but as that kind of red zone threat, as that kind of put the ball up guy, contested catches, I think he plays a role in this offense. Um, and that's what I think he's going to be, this kind of red zone guy. But there's so many other mouths to feed in New Orleans that are locked in. You know, he's not threatening Michael Thomas targets. He's not threatening Alvin Kamara touches. You know what I mean? So I think he will be better for the Saints than he will be for a fantasy team, giving Drew Brees a red zone option. And listen, the Saints offense, they know they are contending. They know Drew Brees only has a few years left. So I think it makes sense for them to go all in and get any pieces they can to help. And he could be a missing piece of their puzzle, you know, just in terms of roles in the offense. Yeah, to be clear, though, if you wait on Dez, you're not going to get him, right? It's just not really going to happen. Um, if you wait until... But I'll let someone else take that, because, like, what's he really going to be? I'm with you. I, I, I didn't get... 
I, I, I three for twenty three and a touchdown, maybe is the best you can get out of him. Yeah, like he seems more attractive at DFS play, but in deeper leagues, you and I are in some deeper leagues where it makes sense yeah. to roster somebody like that. You know, like on our own team, I should look at it now. I'm sure there's a couple of guys on there that were like, eh, yeah, that great. Like we still have Nelson Aguilar on our team. Um, you, you you would rather Des Bryant than Nelson Aguilar? It's <laughs> a great question. I think I'd rather. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I hear you throwing him out, and I agree that he's like low man on our totem pole. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, I'd rather the big play potential of Nelson Aguilar I than the potential red too. zone. I probably would too, yeah. but obviously there's other teams that had guys that were cut up. We'll see what happens when Golden Tate is actually in the mix in Philly. But, Went you know, to IR. Yeah, true. Uh, exactly right. I think people are feeling very negative about Aguilar with the addition of Golden Tate, and uh, they have a right to feel that way. So um, we could take a look at some other snap counts on the other side. You and I will take a look at just a couple of situations where it, it makes sense to take a look at that, including maybe the Lions wide receivers, Denver wide receivers, see exactly who's getting snaps outside of the, the top two uh, starters there, and, and Texans as well, you know, the, the additions to some of those teams. Uh, Philly, we're going to, it's a wait and see scenario, but uh, beyond that, <clears throat> uh, we're going to take a look at the Steelers uh, in the third segment. We'll take a look at some spotlight games in the segment after this. Um, you know, some pretty interesting ones. I, I, I was going yeah. through my over-under competition last night, and there's some teams that have maybe turned things around and some that might be headed in the wrong direction in a big way. Like Atlanta is one of those teams. They have Cleveland mm-hmm. right here. You and I talked about this weeks ago, even when they were one and four, they were setting up for a potential yes. to go four of five here. They could rip off all mm-hmm. five, but uh, Atlanta going into Cleveland, sort of like them. I have them as my survivor pick right now. I'm still debating between them and uh, Philly, but uh, I think yeah, Atlanta I like Philly this is going on. Atlanta's just rolling right now. They made an addition uh, defensively mm-hmm. in getting Bruce Irvin, so they're trying to backfill. Yeah. Uh, on some of the injuries that they've had. He doesn't feel necessarily... Deion Jones might come back in about two weeks also. That's right. So as we've talked about those major injuries to Atlanta, we we were clear in saying that Deion Jones had an opportunity to come back. Ricardo Allen, Deion O'Neal, not so much. But Deion Jones coming back, this team is not... They're just outside the playoffs, so they could come back uh, right in the mix. We'll talk about the playoff picture right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. You at a profitable MLB Daily Fantasy season in 2018. The Daily Roto MLB DFS Optimizer. Now halfway through the NFL season, DailyRoto.com's NFL Optimizer has produced millions of winnings with subscribers, including multiple winners, in the hundreds of thousands and a $1 winner. With the NBA in full swing, the NBA Lineup Optimizer is now available and subscribers are crushing on a nightly basis. 
So if you're hooked, please buy the DailyRoto.com Elite Package. It gives you access to year-round tools and projections that the DailyRoto.com subscribers have been using to print money in all the sports uh, that we cover here, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA. And when you sign up for the Elite Package, you get the new NFL betting tools they've rolled out. That's against the spread, money line, game totals, and player props, which Dane and I like a lot. So head on over to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. If you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, you're going to love it. Enter the promo code FTY like for a special discount and start winning today. Who doesn't? Bring on the cash. So we do have a caller here before we got some bigger stories to go over, which we didn't get to in the first segment. It's Nolan from New Mexico. Nolan, how are you? Good morning. How are you guys? I'm doing okay. What's going on? What do you got? Uh, so I have a little uh, situation with my flex. Um, I have Marlon Mack and Robert Woods. I'm trying to decide which one to play between those two. I see that Marlon Mack is still questionable. Is I was just wondering if I should risk leaving him in. Uh, this is Give you Robert Woods. I like Robert Woods, Blewett. I mean, this has been the most, in my opinion, the most consistent Graham wide receiver all season long. They even get him the ball on end arounds and stuff like that. With Marlon Mack, aren't they also facing Jacksonville this week, yep. which is a tough front? Um I like Robert Woods. Give me as many pieces of the Rams offense as possible. What do you say, Blewett? I think it's a close call, but I'm with you. I I think the matchup, while we've seen a lot of defenses kind of fall flat on their face regarding these matchups, I'm still willing to go with Woods because he's so heavily targeted. Um, I I just think you're in a better spot uh, with them. Even though they're in Seattle, it's not not the easiest matchup, but – uh, you know, the Chargers were able to score in the 20s. I think the Rams can get up there as well. And I think Woods has become a really important safety blanket along with Cup for Jared Goff. Cooks is the one guy that's a little frustrating at times only because you spend a lot of draft capital on him. You have high expectations. But Woods is the guy that I would really like. So good stuff, Nolan. Appreciate well, it. Well, all right. Thanks a lot, Nolan. Call back anytime. Got another call coming in here, Dane. So, uh, caller, who do we at? Oh, me? Hello? Yeah, you're on. What's you're up? You're on, bud. Oh, yeah, this is Stan Call from Georgia. Hey, what's up, Sam? Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? Yeah, not much. Are um, you I doing the recounts? Question. Are you helping with the recounts? Waiver pickup question. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a waiver pickup question. Um, my <laughs> question is, if, should I drop a Baker Mayfield and pick up Andy Dalton? Because I'm trying to focus, if I want to focus more on the playoffs. Dane? On the playoffs. All right, well, i got to bring up some playoff schedules. Yeah, does he want Baker or Dalton for the long term? I'll tell you. Yeah, so he's talking about the playoffs, right? So let's look at some of these schedules. Okay, let's look at the schedules for these guys. Um, So first of all, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, I'm looking at his playoff schedule, you know, 14, 15, 16. We're talking about the Chargers, the Raiders. And the Browns, 14, 15, 16. I'm worried about that Chargers game week 14. Like, if you if you don't have a bye and you got to play that first week of the playoffs, Andy Dalton against the Chargers is not a great matchup to me. I think Boza will be back by then. I think there will be pressure on Andy Dalton. And also, Andy Dalton might still be without his boy A.J. Green at this point. I think on the other side of things, you don't know, like, kind of what this Browns offense is really going to look like. Um uh, you so know, I'm looking at the, I'm the, looking the, at the Browns right now. The Browns have the Browns have Atlanta, then they're on a bye. Mm-hmm. So at, coming off the bye, they're at Cincinnati, at Houston, Carolina, at Denver, 
in Cincinnati again. That's not great. That's not great either. So it's not great either. I mean, it, it, so for me, listen, for me, the tiebreaker is the health of AJ Green. Honestly, honestly, blew it. Like if if Andy Dalton has his weapons there. Uh, and they're an, they have an offensive line. They're a more contending team. They have stuff to play for. I would lean Andy Dalton. But if it looks like A.J. Green is going to miss significant time, uh, then I would have cause for pause, and I might lean Baker. Um, it's a good debate. Baker's touchdown interception ratio is 10 to 7. It's not great right now. but Yeah, but he's found Duke Johnson out of the backfield. Now. As of right now, we only know that A.J. Green is missing one game. That's the only thing I'll say. <sighs> Do you believe this? This really sounds to me – I'm sorry. We got to talk about this. This really sounds to me like one of those things where – because they've been real quiet about it, Blewett. They've well, they been said real initi- quiet about they it. They said initially the source was that he could miss some games. And then the news came right. out that he doesn't need toe surgery. So that's a positive. <laughs> but now we it know is. he's going but to be out. The drop from surgery level still seems like it's missing some time. <laughs> yeah. The toe injuries for the receivers scare the heck out of me because they linger. Right. Not just from week to week, but from. I mean, I'm not Doctor A, but this smells. This smells like four weeks. We had Doctor A on right now. He'd be like, he'll be healthy in next September. He right. really would say that. I'm not making fun of Doctor A. I just I know that's what he would say. He's he, like, he won't be healthy. He wants nobody playing. It's true. No, I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm saying with a foot, a toe injury for a receiver, I guarantee Doctor A would say. He probably won't be healthy again for the rest of the year, um, right. but our optimal to have him back at eighty percent would be right. Christmas week fourteen or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, and I'm not saying that to make light of it. I, I, I really do. Th- I bet you you're going to have Doctor A on tomorrow, right? Or somebody from yeah. that practice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, listen in that. tomorrow, uh, and I'll maybe that'll him. make your final decision. If AJ Green's back next week, we're in, but we don't know that right now. Yeah. Uh, so Dane's going to lean with Baker. Uh, I wish. I wish the Browns were just playing better. Yeah, I'd, I'd feel more comfortable about Baker. So, but if AJ Green's in there for the play, fantasy playoffs, then my yeah. Then the, the only thing we didn't get into with the caller is is that a super flex league or has he just been rolling with those two guys back and forth? Because that's interesting. It's not <laughs> ideal. So anyway, right. um, so a couple of things we kicked around. So we kicked around the uh, the Des Bryant thing. We mm-hmm. kicked around some other stories. Um, let's talk about the playoff picture. Sure. And we'll get into some of the games for the week. You'll still get plenty of time left. So the Rams are still in first place in the NFC because they played an extra game. That'll work yep. itself out with the bye weeks. Yeah, New Orleans is the two seed Chicago division winner, three seed Washington division winner, four seed division leader, I should say. Carolina at six and two, firmly in the wild card. We'll see what happens tonight. But they got a little bit of a cushion. And Minnesota at 5-3-1. and one. They're on a bye this week. Stinks when you have Adam Thielen in a couple of leagues. Right. Trust me. <laughs> yes. I have digs guy, in a lot of places, too. That guy. That guy is a security blanket. He's good. Like no other. He's so good. He did have, finally have his first game where he didn't have 100 yards. I get it, but he did score. You think that, that was because there was no digs? Mm-hmm. You think that might have been because there was no digs? Of so course I think that. more attention yes. on Thielen? Yeah. On the Sunday show, the other um, – Sam Garns – whom I work with on Lineup Lock Live yeah. on Sundays, former NFL former safety, former Giant, former Jet, from the Bronx, all that good stuff. He is of the opinion that, like, Diggs is the guy. And that's right. why. He's like, Thielen's great, great hands, Chris Brout runner, right. good speed, but it's because of Diggs that Thielen is right. able to get open as often as he's able to get open. Doesn't 
denigrate Thielen in that way, but uh, Diggs is really the guy that you have to game plan for uh, because he's so... And the one they paid. What? And isn't he the one they paid, too? So far. We'll see. Thielen's got a shot here. I'd I'd have to look at those contracts, but nonetheless. So there you go. That's the six teams outside looking Mm -hmm. in. Seventh-ranked team in the league, Atlanta. Mm Mm-hmm. Seattle at four and four, Philly at four and four, Green Bay at three, four and one. So, uh, the tougher part for Green Bay is that they still have some tough games coming up too. We looked at their schedule earlier in the week. So, um, my buddy has Atlanta over nine and a half in our competition. Mm-hmm. You think they can go six and two back half of the year? I think it's possible. Um, I'll, I'll, give, I, you, I'll you give you their schedule right now. As give you, me this schedule. Go ahead. Uh, it is. Uh, they just so they had the bye. They played Washington at Cleveland. Win five and four. Dallas in Atlanta. Win six and four at New Orleans. Lost six and five. Hosting Baltimore. Win seven and five at Green Bay. Lost seven and six. Hosting Arizona. Win eight and six at Carolina. Lost eight that, and seven. That's going to be a big one. And then at Tampa. Win nine and seven. So just takes one, man. You have them locked yeah. in at five more wins. So I, I think yeah. I would say the same. I think it's five okay. and three, but you get Deion Jones back. They added Bruce Irvin. Maybe it can make up for some of those defensive backs. Yeah. And they're playing. And their offense is nasty. I, 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 don't, I, I think people forgot about Atlanta because they're at one and four. I'm just telling you, that's the team. Matt Ryan is like QB three, I think, or something like that. It's the team that I had not given up on. I just thought they had a chance to work their way back into the playoff picture. Similar to maybe like Houston, right? And honestly, a couple of weeks from now, a couple of weeks from now, they may win these next two. Atlanta could be six and four and in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, we talk about the playoff picture here. The things that I expect to be different when we look at this, you know, after Christmas, let's say, sure. is I expect Philly to be in that spot that Washington's in. Agreed. You know, I think Philly will win the NFC East, although it may be at 9-7. and seven. And Washington and, will not hang on to a playoff spot. Right. I, yeah, I do not think so. I think Carolina is definitely in, right? You know, and I think it's going to come down to I think you've accurately identified it. I think it's going to come down to a horse race between Minnesota and Atlanta. And the funny part would is that Minnesota Bay, tie is going to matter. Would you throw Green Bay or Seattle in that horse race? No, I think they're the cut below. You know, I think they're going to be the ones like going into week 16 that like need to win and get help and won't get it. And by the time it's week 17, I think it'll be down to Minnesota and Atlanta. That tie is going to be real interesting. Yeah, it will be. So uh, I just thought you want to take a look at those. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at those games. So, all right, let's talk about some of the games. We'll talk about the Steelers game after the break, but uh, the other highlight games for the week. Obviously, we got a whole bunch of buys, but um, we talked Jaguars, Colts before, New England, mm-hmm. Tennessee. So, Tennessee, you know, we've joked around on this show about my needing Tennessee to keep winning games. I did like them on right. Monday night, but they're 4-4. Four and four. They deserve to be 4-4. Four and four. They played a lot of sloppy football. And despite the fact that I like their aggression of going for two in London, they lost to the mm-hmm. Bills, too. So they put themselves in, in this position. They've absolutely earned a four and four start, uh, playing a lot of ugly games and tight games. Um, that game the other night was probably the best game they played, and they, they really only played a, a, a very good second half. The first half was filled with turnovers on both sides. So um, 
they're getting six and a half here. The yeah. home dog is interesting. I've said openly that I think we're getting the Pats. I think we have been getting the Pats at a discount, but this would be the first one where I don't know that I'd be willing to lay the six and a half on the road here when Michelle and Gronk are still banged up. And that's the key for me. And then the other one, you know, nugget or factor that I overlay on this one, blew it. I want to see if you buy this. I mean, they didn't Patriots. They they didn't deny. They didn't annihilate the Packers the other day. I mean, they, they they had a good fourth quarter. True. Here's, here's what I also want to say. Here's another factor here. Patriots have a bye next week. Yeah. Because of that, I think this is guy. more for Gronk than Sony Michelle. Let's say they shouldn't play, either. but I think the right. I think the Pats may, uh, you know, lose the battle to win the war kind of thing. You know, when you get another, when you get that bye week in eleven, especially for Gronk, they may hold him out again so that he could be, you know, as close to one hundred percent as possible for the playoff push. I think Mich- Sony Michelle is closer than Gronk. Um, so he may come back, but if they are shorthanded again, going on the road against a team that likes to play sloppy and ugly, I could see this staying within a touchdown. It almost wouldn't surprise me if Michelle ends up being out for like a month. It's the way that they handle all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just like they need to. They know, like they've got this division wrapped up. They know they're likely going to be able to get a buy, right? Because they got a little working margin on the AFC South. Maybe Pittsburgh's coming on. We'll see that Week 15 matchup against Pittsburgh. That's the thing. They want Gronk and Sony Michelle good to go by Week 15 against Pittsburgh. Because if they win that game, uh, it stands to reason they will have a bye in the AFC playoffs. Yeah, uh, agreed. So th- that's an interesting one, obviously. Um, Saints-Bengals is pretty interesting. The Saints have mm. proven, are, I think, are proving that they are the class of the league, but it doesn't mean that the Saints couldn't have a tough time going up to Cincinnati. When they're laying five and a half, I could see the Saints winning that game by four. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what. I, this, this, has, this has trap game written all over I, it to me. I, I don't disagree. I have because they they got Philly at home next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's gonna. I think the narrative on Philly after this week is gonna be different. You know, it's gonna be like that. They're almost rolling. I think Philly makes a statement and puts the Cowboys to bed on Sunday Night Football. I think Washington loses. You know, potentially, so Philly could be in this driver's seat. And then that Saints Philly game next week is really big NFC matchup. This is a non-conference road game. All this buzz about Dez. I, I'm worried about the Saints in this one, coming off their huge win against the Rams, reading the press clippings about how they're a Super Bowl contender. This this has trap game written all over it to me. I'm, I'm staying away from this one. Uh, yeah, I, I do think the Saints will win, but I think it could be a close one based on some of the things that you just said. Interestingly, right now, and I'm looking on the FanDuel Sportsbook, by the way, for these spreads. Yep. We, we go to a lot of different places, but Dana and I are – generally on the same page when we're looking at whatever we're looking at. We use a lot of different places. FanDuel Sportsbook is the flavor of the day. So we have three different games that oh, I know are where you're going with this. double digit spreads. Double digits. Yeah. I think you lay in the seventeen or whatever it is. No. <laughs> what is it? Sixteen and a half? <laughs> I'm looking at Chargers Raiders right now it's FanDuel Sportsbook. It's only ten. That's no, I'm, I'm I was talking the seven the sixteen and a half is Chiefs Cardinals. Yeah. Uh Chargers Raiders, I've seen at 10 most places. Well, I, 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 we can get to the other one in a minute. I think the Raiders should be a two-touchdown underdog every game they play the yeah. rest of the year. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I don't care that they're a 10-point home dog. I'm in. And the Even Chargers, Chargers are better almost on the road than they are at home anyway. I know. They just beat the Seahawks. So I'm in. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I like that. I like that and as well. And in, in our picks for tomorrow. But all right. I, I all right. I can like go it. to it. Uh, all right. I'll go to it. Packers, Packers laying 10 to the Dolphins at home. Uh, I wouldn't want to be the Dolphins playing Aaron Rodgers this week. I think he's. I think he's super yeah. frustrated that they just played. He has no margin for error right now. They played two of the top teams in football. They were in it both times, and there was just right. mistakes made by people not named Aaron Rodgers that caught not on the roster players. anymore. That's right. One of whom got <laughs> traded to um, Baltimore, never to be heard again yep. from fan- for fantasy owners for this year at least. Um, I don't think Ty Montgomery is going to be much value fantasy wise for the rest of the year, personally. So. Uh, Rams hosting Seattle. It's a big spread for a team that's given the Rams hell for the last bunch of years and vice versa. Um, that's a pretty big spread. I expect that game to be tighter, even though it's in L.A. Yeah, division matchup. So um, we'll talk We'll talk Steelers, Panthers after the break and a little bit about And you think board. Sam Darnold's really hurt? Yeah, that's what we'll talk about. But they just give him a the blow. Break. We'll see. We'll find out All after right. the break. Mike and Dave on FST. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Throwing it back on a football Thursday. Chris Pavona producing brilliantly as always. I'm here with Dane. Hit us up on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. I'm at Mike Blue at Dane is at Spitting Speeds. So the greatest franchise in the history of football is playing a football game tonight, Dane. Yeah. So um, we'll the talk. Green Bay Packers? <laughs> no. Not the <laughs> Green Bay Packers. Nice try. Anyway, just threw cold water on my. Well, you, know, my if you go back past the uh, Super Bowl era. Oh, you want to talk about, about George Hallis' Bears? Why don't we just do that? How's we Red Great? About NFL championship. Maybe we'll talk about there. the Galloping Ghost. Um, so we did want to talk about Sam Darnold, though, before uh, Steelers, Panthers. And you're giving Sam a little bit of a rest here. What? What is, you're the Jets I fan. I think so. Your opinion is important to me. What do you think the deal is? Sure. I think, I think that's what's happening. I think this is – listen – I don't think the man's not hurt. I think he's got a little bit, you know, he was in a boot. He's got a ankle sprain. But I think there's a little bit of a phantom as well. Listen, I, you know, I believe in Sam Darnold. I believe he is their long-term answer. But I also believe that rookies take their lumps, right? And similar to what we've been talking about uh, with guys like, oh, I don't know, we didn't want Josh Allen to get killed at the beginning of the year, remember, because of what it could do to his confidence and stuff like that long-term. I mean, you have to admit Sam Darnold has been in a bad stretch. Over the last uh, four games, the man, the man has eight interceptions. He has seven in his last three. I just think that he Leading might be the league a little in picks. Yeah, he might be a little banged up, but I also think this is an opportunity to be like, hey, 
chill on out for a second, take a breath, hit the reset button, see the game from a different perspective, let Josh McCown get in there. I think they're kind of giving him a breather to reset the confidence a little Here's bit a thought. as well. And then they got a bye on week 11, you know, so Here's maybe a thought. on back after that. Let's stop having him throw the ball so much. Sure. First week, 16 of 21, two touchdowns, the famous first right. brutal interception. Right. Uh, week two, 41 passes, one touchdown, two picks. Against Cleveland, 15 of 31, two picks. That was a pretty bad game that he played. Uh, against sure. Jacksonville, 17 for 34, threw a touchdown, average, but Jets got run over in that game. Then against Denver, 10 of 22, three touchdowns, pick. They won that game. They scored 34 points right. in that game. Against Indianapolis, 24 of 30, two touchdowns mm-hmm. and a pick. Then they played Minnesota, 17 of 42, three interceptions. Right. This is where it goes off the rails. Uh, Chicago, 14 of 29 with a touchdown. Miami, 21 of 39, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. So it is seven interceptions in the last three games. Uh, But as you could see, in general, the games where he's throwing a lot of passes, I get that it's connected to the fact that they've been losing. But uh, I think it's also indicative of the fact that they need to try to be balanced. They need to try to be balanced on – uh, what they're doing with the offense. Yep. I think that is true. Um, you know, they do need to have more balance. Let's like throw the kid out there and ask him to do too much. So I think they're just taking a step back here. They also have the buy to regroup. The one note I will say is if he is healthy uh, with Josh McCown on the center, I take another look at Robbie Anderson. Uh, Josh McCown, you know, has no problem slinging the ball downfield. Robbie Anderson had his breakout with McCown last year. If he is healthy enough to go, the Jets wide receivers have been an issue. Uh, I think Robbie Anderson gets right back on the radar with McCown at quarterback. So there you go. All right. Uh, Good stuff there. And we're talking Steelers, Panthers. The spread right now, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Three and a half. Three and a half. Money line minus 120 for the Panthers. We have an over of 51 and a half. Big over for a Thursday night game there, Dane Martinez. It is. What'd you say was the money line? 120. Minus 120 for the Panthers. It's, it's, it's How is the Panthers minus 120? That's what They're not saying. favored. That's what, that's what uh, are you sure? I'm looking at a different screen, but okay. Uh, I have it. I mean, Actually, I don't understand how the underdog team would be minus 120. I have I it as Pittsburgh either. minus 166 and Carolina as plus 144. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was looking at something else. You're right. That, okay. that is wrong. Plus 144 right. and minus 166. I apologize. I was looking at okay. the wrong number. So, um, so Cam Newton looking for his fourth in a row with a couple of touchdown passes and a 100 rating. Christian McCaffrey, 157 scrimmage yards last week and two rushing touchdowns. He is... He is delivered in every way. He's just going a little under the radar because some other guys at the top of the RB1 list have been really explosive. James Conner, Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, clearly, and Alvin Kamara. I just think they're stealing a little bit of the lightning from Christian McCaffrey, who's having a really good season. Top 10 in scrimmage yards. He's got a bunch of touchdowns. uh, And for PPR leagues, he's delivering every week. I, I picked him in the first round in a league, which... Um, some people thought was a little bit of a reach. I think I took him at ten, maybe in a twelve-team league. PPR, I'm with that. Um, yeah, it wasn't egregious. I I probably could have gotten gotten him on the turn where I took Dalvin Cook, which isn't great. But uh, so Chris McCaffrey, I, I think, is delivering in a big way. I, I just I have found it interesting that he's kind of flying under the radar a bit. 
Yeah, to me, I mean, he's RB8 uh, in PPR formats, at least what I'm looking at. And to yeah. be honest, like, to me, he is Alvin Kamara, but with six less touchdowns. And touchdowns are sometimes a fluky thing, right? Yeah. But look at him vis-a-vis Alvin Kamara, okay? Kamara, 490 yards on a 111 carries. McCaffrey, 502 yards on 109 carries. Virtually the same, right? McCaffrey has... Eight fewer targets than Kamara, two fewer catches, about 50 fewer passing yards. So all of those numbers are the same. The big difference is uh, CMC has five touchdowns on the year, three via the ground, two in the air. And, you know, Kamara has 12. I mean, Kamara so has that's nine rushing difference. touchdowns. And right, Mark, three, Ingram, yeah. Mark Ingram not being there for a month. That was really my hope when I drafted Kamara right. in the one league where I got him, is that that first month would be a bump. And it really was. He was, was. He was the most explosive player in fantasy football uh, before Gurley passed him pretty easily but he was for those first few weeks the most explosive player and I think um, it shows in those touchdowns he got all of those touchdown looks in that first month of the season so uh, back to this game um, uh, Greg Olson had a touchdown catch last week on the flip side of things Ben Roethlisberger nice game last week 270 and two touchdowns and it's getting banged up too uh, by the Ravens he threw two touchdowns versus Zero interceptions for a 112 rating the last time these two teams played. The last home meeting, he had big numbers. Um, Roethlisberger probably not talked about as much as well. He's having a, a pretty solid year, but we've seen so many quarterbacks have monster seasons. You, you almost just don't even start. You stop talking about the quarterbacks. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight right now, he's eighth in scoring, effectively yeah. tied with Kirk Cousins. This is why we said at the beginning of the season, quarterback is so deep. This is why you wait on quarterback, you know? Uh, we talked about, you said, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Patty Mahomes, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. These are all guys that were in that tier of you can wait and still get these guys. And they're Andrew Luck to a certain extent as well. And they're like five of the top eight quarterbacks. Philip Rivers in that group as well. You know, so this is why we Roethlisberger didn't go in the top 12 in any draft that I did. Right, no. and, you know, neither did Goff, neither did Mahomes, neither did Ryan, you know. I mean, maybe Luck did, maybe Rivers did, but those are like five of the top eight quarterbacks right now. Yeah, this Ryan Ryan was the guy that I really targeted. In fact, I have one team where I have Ryan and Roethlisberger. I think mm-hmm. I'm about to cut Roethlisberger, but I'm still – I very rarely roster two quarterbacks, but – Wanted to give myself a little bit of a cushion just in case something happened with the Falcons. And what happened has been positive. They got a bunch of defenders got hurt. They had to start throwing the ball all over the place. So James Conner, we spent Tuesday talking about how good he's been yeah. all year. Antonio Brown getting in the mix, scoring more touchdowns. He had 10 catches for 90 yards and two scores the last time these two played. Um, and since 2016, he's got a 1,000. This is crazy. In 10 games versus the NFC since 2016, he's got 1,036 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. So that's a pretty strong average. That's AB? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, nice. And so there you go. So at 51 and a half, we've talked about all these explosive offensive players. Um, I feel like people that have Cam are starting him every time. Both running backs are getting started. Both of the Steelers wide receivers get started. I think he's definitely starting Olsen because he's just a better option than what else you have. And you got to make a call on Vance McDonald. 
And what if the t- two tight the ends Panthers on your roster? Receivers. Yeah, go ahead. What if the two tight ends on your roster are Rob Gronkowski and Vance McDonald? I would not want to be in that position. Right. I think you got to just start Vance tonight, right? I'd, I'd try to make him. I, I would honestly You'd probably drop try to Vance make, for yeah. a Sunday tight end? That's right. That would be my move. Okay. That is what I would do. Okay. And I, I, I don't think, think I would I'll, just start Vance. Um, because of what we said before, I, I, I think they're going to keep. Him I up. think realistic. And I would make though, that bet. Gronk isn't going to play. That's early to make that bet, though. It is, but I also think even if he does, last, the last time we saw him play, he didn't look himself. We know oh. how the Patriots play these things. I, oh. I, for me, it's a. It, I'm, I'm a little bit more confident making that bet. The one time I drafted Gronk in the last five years is on a team with you. <laughs> And it's been a bust. But well, we we were really hemming and hawing over it. We knew this was the problem. Absolutely, we knew that this would this be the, the, the corner we were painted him. into. This is why yeah. I don't draft it. But he was sitting there in the third round. We had to do it. I know we could have drafted Travis Kelsey though. He was sitting there too. We didn't. This so Zach Ertz uh, was there, I guess. Right? <laughs> even the quote unquote experts get it wrong. So all right. So um, how about wide receivers? You I mean Curtis Samuel? I had two touchdowns last week. One receiving, one rushing. Uh, I think he's probably been picked up on some waiver wires, but there's no consistency out of their uh, outside skill position players you know, between DJ Moore right. and Devin Funches and Curtis Samuel and that whole crew. Um, it's difficult to count on them from week to week. The guys that, just like the beginning of the year, the two guys that we felt like we could really rely on are Greg Olson and Christian McCaffrey. So what do you think of these Carolina wide receivers? I think this is a perfect example. I say it all the time. What's good for the NFL team is likely bad for the fantasy team. And I think this is a perfect example. Remember the point I made? Cam Newton's completion percentage under North Turner now is something like 67%, where he's usually a mid-50s kind of guy, right? And I think what they're doing is they're getting it in the hands of these, I call them Ricky Bobby, shake and bake kind of guys, you know, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. But what has also happened now is to me it becomes one of these fantasy herds. Blew it. Like, we know about Christian McCaffrey. But as it relates to, like, Funches, Moore, Samuel, and Olsen to a certain extent, I think it's one of these fantasy herds that I don't know that I could trust any of them week to week. But I do think it, what it does present is a good uh, NFL offense for Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. I, I like what North Turner is doing. But I'm, I'm not on, really, any of these guys. I mean, I can see them as wide receiver threes or flex plays. But I'm not excited about anybody here. Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, who would you call? Because uh, it's in Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh. All day, baby. Yeah. They're going to roll. I hate that hook, but I'll take it. Let's go Steelers. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Hopefully, I'm copying you tomorrow you know, after a win. It's FST. I'm going to join the guys after this for a quick segment Ooh. on the Steelers. Team and I are out. See you tomorrow on Football Friday.